everybody and welcome to our brand new pod that we are going to be bringing to you every few weeks. Delighted to say that our first guests of the season are of course Tony Duggan and Izzy Christensen as well. Girls, thank you so much for joining us here today and of course David Roney as well. But to start off girls, obviously on the back of the Lionesses winning the Euros, it's huge for this country, for women's football. Um, Izzy, I know you were there working for, for most of the games. What do you think the impact is going to be of, of, of this tournament and the success that England have brought? Oh, I really hope that there's going to be a massive impact on the domestic league and not just the WSL. We're talking about women's championship as well. Yeah. I think it's really important that the there's the legs there behind the WSL that's able to push it and, and create that competition with relegation and promotion. I just hope that the impact of them winning the Euros continues, you know, throughout the whole season leading into the World Cup. Um, instead of it just being a short-term impact, I think it has the potential to have a lot of legacy to it. Absolutely. And, and like Izzy says, Tony as well, we don't want this to just be a flash in the pan, you know, after everything that women's football has gone through from the fact that it was literally banned, you know, women were banned from playing football. I don't think that's spoken about enough actually to now you know come forward England are the ones it's the women's team that that bring football home mm-hmm. if you like after 56 years we want this to build a real legacy now don't we as Izzy said for not just WSL for championships and filter right through the spectrum of women's football yeah definitely I think if this doesn't do it then I don't really know what will I think myself and Izzy have been part of major tournaments in the past and we've always seen the impact off the back of it but it's all it's always We've come home from a tournament and everyone's been on a high about women's football, but then it's just dwindled away. But I think with the Lionesses winning it this time, that's got to be a game changer. We've got to be selling out stadiums, the men's stadiums, make them the women's stadiums as well. Like you see the, the impact it's had in Spain and Barcelona with them winning being successful, sold out the Camp Nou two times, three times. Mm-hmm. So success brings that. And unfortunately in the tournaments we've been in, we haven't been successful, we haven't won gold. Um, so I'm hoping this is the moment this is the time it happened at the Olympics when it was on home soil um, when the girls were part of that as Team GB but as I say they didn't have the success they didn't win the gold medal I think this has gone to a new level now but it's it's about time that it's filtered through to you know the, 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 the leagues and leagues below us and you know, I think the whole nation's talking about women's football so we need to really need to jump on this wave and um, stay on it just on the tournament itself, as you, you were, you know, working, you know, throughout the tournament, you were covering England games. It's felt like there was a real sense of momentum, just even from that first game at Old Trafford, all the way up to Wembley. Did you feel that as well? You know, attending the games and seeing the fans, and obviously the football England were play, playing was sensational. Yeah, definitely. I think from as the tournament progressed, I think England's group stage um, they were formidable, um, but then I was sort of querying whether that then could be taken into the knockout stages and they answered every single you know doubt that people might have had and I think the team was always going to be capable but it's they cruised through the group stages and I think once they got past the Spain game in the quarterfinals it felt to me like the stars were aligned for England to go on and win it um, I think a lot of things fell really nicely for them in terms of the pathway and obviously beating Spain in the context that they did and then obviously Sweden blowing them off the park um, Natalie and uh, Benny won't like me saying that. <laughs> um, no, they did, and and, mm-hmm. and um, you know four nil against a tournament favourite in Sweden um, is a pretty impressive result. And then then against Germany in the final, and you know England were on the rack at times during that game. And then obviously we spoke a lot about the impact 
of the players in the squad and, and the players that came off the bench that you know had a huge impact on the game. And this is against a team that never say die in Germany um, without Alexandra Pop. And I just thought this is this written in the stars for England because I think that was a big loss for Germany and it really gave England a boost at the start of the game. Um, when she the, got injured, it was like it was meant to be, wasn't it? Exactly. It was like, this is the moment now. Yeah. Because she she's a huge threat in the mm-hmm. form that she was in in the tournament. You know, if there was anyone who was going to burst England's bubble, I was thinking it might be Alexandra mm-hmm. Pop. My eyes were lighting up as you were saying that. <laughs> but no, I think the fans, the, the enthusiasm and, and just being in the stadium, I was in like commentary positions in, in the gantries. And it was absolutely insane. Like I was listening to the games. I was commentating on the games, but I had one earphone in and then one out of my ear because I wanted to hear the atmosphere um, because you don't hear it when, you, when you're blocked out and you've just got, you know, Radio 5 live people talking in your ears. So I just tried to get the best of both worlds with it. And it was honestly, the, the atmosphere was fantastic. Yeah. I think also with this tournament, I think like there was different generations in the to- like in the stadium. There was mums, dads, yeah. nans, granddads, like kids. It wasn't just, you know, get bums on seats and just invite 60 school teams. I mean, it felt different. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. They were behind it. They were invested. They were proper supporting England. They knew 100%. the players' names. They were, it just, it was different. And what the tickets were being sold for mm-hmm. online yeah, yeah. before the game, you know, people who hadn't got tickets and wanted them or people that Hundreds. had them were selling them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm around above that. Like I saw them being sold. And then when I, I left here to go down to Wembley for the game and I got to Wembley about three o'clock, kickoff was at five and I had to get straight into position and come to position like ASAP. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to get through all the crowds of people, it was impossible. Mm-hmm. But it was also, I was thinking like, this is amazing. Like, I love that. And I think you make a really, really valid point there as well, because I was fortunate enough to go to a lot of the Euros games as well, obviously following Hannah and, and, and that as well. And of course, England, Italy. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to see Denmark. Sorry, Ru, but um, <laughs> everyone else. But I was, like you just said, Tony, there, there was loads of men there. There was mm-hmm. loads of young boys with, you know, Walsh, whatever mm-hmm. name on the back of their shirt. And to me, that was a really big thing. I, I really noticed that. And I had people back home sending me videos in the pubs of proper blokey blokes. Come on, England. Come on, girls. Let's be. And I love that because you want to see that football is is for everyone. It's not just women and kids. It's not. It's everyone. Like you get at the men's game, you want to see a spectrum, diversity, representation of everyone. And I think the nation has really fallen in love with women's football. And for me... Because it's football, and and yeah. to me that that's a really really refreshing thing to see. I think it's quite interesting as well that we probably all had different experiences of the game. You know, Izzy, you were working at it. Sarah, you were in the crowd. I was in a bar with you know some of the colleagues here, and imagine you were watching through our home. But like we all came together in different ways in watching it. Um, for you, Sarah, you were there. You were in the crowd. <laughs> Have you experienced something like that? Honestly, it was it was incredible. I've been to Wembley a few times. Obviously, we were fortunate enough to get there with Everton women um, a couple of years ago for the FA Cup final. Unfortunately, it wasn't our day that day. We were very, very unfortunate. I think there was no fans. Before that, I'd been to Wembley with following the men's team 2009, beat Manchester United on penalties. Unfortunately, lost to Chelsea in the final. Still a little bit heartbroken over that. <laughs> and then again, a few years later, Manchester United knocked Everton out in the semi-final. So Wembley's not been somewhere where, as a fan, I felt a lot of joy so to be there watching England and I'll be honest with you the emotion in the stadium before the game even seeing Wembley sold out for for a women's game I there was there was a lot of emotion there I felt immense pride I felt you know that 
everything was sort of coming together um, and of course the fact Chloe scored the winner Chloe being mm-hmm. a friend and someone that we all know um, we know her from a time at Everton and she's just a, a great great girl and she scored the winner <laughs> said to my friend was it Chloe was it Chloe it was Chloe and I was just like I had my little bucket hat I was like practically crying into it but you know it was just <laughs> you just won't know what I'm like I wear my heart on my sleeve I was there was a lot of tears but um, <laughs> but it was incredible and something truly you know I'll, I'll never ever forget you've both been involved in tournaments in the past the fact that it was Germany eight time winners it just as you, you touched on earlier it just felt like it was meant to be like it was it was arguably the toughest opponent that we could have had that tournament mm-hmm. but we still came out on top yeah England Germany it's it's an iconic game we, we played Germany at Wembley got beat 3-0 we mm-hmm. didn't touch the ball this was a few years back under uh, Mark Sampson and like you say we had a big crowd but it was nowhere near what it was at Wembley in the final it wasn't passionate it wasn't it was just bums on seats and this was different and it was a different German side as well this time I think they've gone through a transition and I don't think many people expected them to do well in that tournament but they did yeah. and they have some great players but I think they have a lot of youth as well And um, but yeah even mentally just overcoming that hurdle of beating Germany in a final or just beating Germany in general um, it was a nice feeling I think something Tony's just said as well there about beating Germany and the mental side of things mm-hmm. brings me uh, to talk about the Merseyside derby that's going to take place this year because historically sometimes Everton have had a little bit of a thing with Liverpool and, and going to Anfield and getting the win. It's been somewhere where I think sometimes mentally getting stuck, you know, and uh, obviously Liverpool back in the WSL. We love that because we won a derby, uh, two derbies. That's going to be played at Anfield, right? Last time we were there, some 25,000 plus people. Lucy Graham scores the winner in the cop end. It's all beautiful. I don't like to talk about it much, but yeah. <laughs> we are going to be going back there again this year. How much are you looking forward to that? Especially, you know, Izzy, you know, you're part of the furniture. You're a proper Evertonian as well. And you being a Scouser growing up in the city, it's going to be tasty, that one, isn't it? Both of you. It is. And you know what? Like, I'm, I'm really excited for that game. Um because we've got a cluster of three games to open up uh, this WSL campaign. Obviously at home, first to Leicester, away at West Ham, and then we've got that derby to look forward to at the end of September, which all the girls, you know, that's a fixture you look for um, since Liverpool have been promoted when the fixtures were released. That is a fixture we look for. But, you know, I think the pressure's going to be on them. It's at Anfield. And I'm just really excited to see how far our team can go, not just in that game but just this season and I think like I spoke about having those three games in, in September in like a little cluster that that game at, at Anfield will be the end of that those three games to open up the season and I just think by that point I'm really excited to see how, how well we're working together as a team mm. um, and I don't think there's much pressure on us in terms of we have to go there and win I think for us it's more like how well can we perform mm. and how well can we learn from the, the opening two matches. Um, so I've got, I, I think it's brilliant, the, the timing of the fixture, the fact that it's Anfield, it's fantastic and really excited for us to go there and, uh, and see what we can do. Oh yeah, I mean obviously I'm from Liverpool so I know there's a big rivalry as it's the same in Man United, Man City and yeah, I mean, in the past we used to always big up this game, but, but it, Liverpool were in the lower division all the time and it, it was difficult to get that rivalry. Now that they're in the league, it is the rivalry. It, it, it's Liverpool v Everton. It's going to be Anfield. Like, I've dreamt of playing in Anfield. I have. I've dreamt of playing at Goodson as well because it's where I grew up. It's on my doorstep, so my friends and family can be there. So I took Goodson off and hopefully I can take um, Anfield off. But 
yeah it's going to be a great game hopefully the fans can come get behind us um, yeah and like as he says it's an important start of the season for us off the back of the Euros I think every record imaginable was broken there with regards to attendance for you know for the for the tournament itself over 500,000 almost 600,000 fans were at the games more than double than the previous tournament it just seems like fans in England have got an appetite for the women's game now so I suppose Anfield Walton Park we're going to get packed at crowds hopefully for, for those games that's it and we, we talk at the start of the pod about legacy and about um, interest and we talk more intricately about you know the experience of a fan of coming to to a women's football game um, to a WSL game to Walton Hall Park to watch us play it's that they can you know they can be in a safe environment they can enjoy the game and they can actually access their role models after the game mm-hmm. so we are you know we are role models and we are really excited to welcome new fans who have been you know inspired by the Lionesses this summer We're really excited to welcome people to Walton Hall Park and what we, we say is that come and enjoy it and ha- make a day make a day out we've got a big fan base you know that, that we start to build this season going away Anfield we're looking to pack out the away end oh um, we will you know we like, will cover it, in, cover it in blue and you know we've got a derby on our hands and um, that's that's what we're really looking forward to but we Tony myself and, and the rest of the team we're really excited to, to welcome new fans to see us play I've just got to say on that as well you know as you said the fact you know Izzy Christensen Tony Duggan these are players that are iconic and have, have you know played at the very highest level pretty much won everything there is to win been a huge part of the Lionesses and you know you've got young girls there I saw a picture you shared actually Tony the other day and I loved it it was on Goodison Road oh, yeah. you had Gordon 10 and yeah, then the girl has Dug and 9 I, I wanted to reply to that going that would be a good strike partnership oh, <laughs> but then I was wondering who was going to do the running in behind oh. <laughs> Nice. even then they're coming to the game so I invited them the family to the game but it was nice it actually touched me as well like you do get little pictures of kids like with the with the name on your shirt but the fact that it was like going to the men's game alongside a little kid with Auntie Gordon it was a boy and a girl I don't know it was different but like I say that picture was different because I feel like football is football it was going to a men's game whereas you see that a women's game maybe someone's got your name on the shirt but that, that picture was different and I think the Euros has changed that like they're going to the men's game but why not put one of the women's shirts on it's Everton Football Club it's not Everton women Everton men it's like they might not be playing but if you want to wear one of the women's names on your back do it and that was nice that's why the picture felt different I don't know there was something about it it was beautiful the backdrop and everything that's what you say and I I love that we are Everton Mm -hmm. you know we are Everton Football Club and you know I really hope that Evertonians who perhaps haven't been to Walton Hall Park before who perhaps haven't come to watch Everton women will have on the back of the Euros go go ahead like, I'm going to get down there and, and watch the girls because even now I know it's on a match day at Goodison um, I've constantly got fans coming up to me saying oh you know we're going to come all oh, the girls have done well in the tournament and all this yeah. and you know that's what you want to see um, and Frank, Frank Lampard's like we've had a couple of conversations with him recently haven't mm-hmm. we about his like desires to integrate the club more mm-hmm. Um, and I already do feel like we are somewhat integrated, but I think there's space to improve that kind of rapport with us and the men's team yeah. because we are all working in the same direction, which is, you know, like the last few years haven't been easy at the club in terms of results. And we know that as players and we're hurt by that. Absolutely. And we know how incredible the Evertonian fan base is. And we saw what they did for the men's team at the back end of last season. It was like nothing short of incredible. 
and Frank is really obviously keen to to sustain that relationship with the fans and also extend it into the women's team as well. Yeah. And likewise, we want to support them. Like, and you can just feel like momentum building around the club now, mm-hmm. and it's all come from you know what this club's about, the People's Club and togetherness. Frank bringing everyone together. He spoke to Tony the other day, and I heard the conversation about you know he really wants to arrange the club's integration um, so we want to support them but do you know what I mean we need mm-hmm. to just um, you know we need to strive to really get this club mm-hmm. like moving forwards and I just can't think of better people at the helm than Frank and obviously mm-hmm. Brian by the way Fantastic. since he's come in so far he's done brilliantly mm-hmm. so you know we're moving in the right direction and we know how much this club means to the fans so we really want to um, capitalise on that Do you feel like it's a massive turning point then you're touching on the fans at the end of last season for the men's game just everyone's now coming together, everyone's pulling in the right direction and it just seems that, you know, really good things are on the horizon for us. I, I feel that way. I think I'm not going to get carried away with it because I think in the past we have been and then maybe we've fallen short or whatever, but I think there's a lot more processes in place now which give me real, like, positivity about the future and, like, it really inspired me what the fans were doing last season and they didn't have to do that but they went above and beyond and I think that's like that's what people's all about do you know what I mean? Like, I've still got blue smoke stains on the, on the frame of my house honestly that's why I started to giggle there and it's like a badge of honour but as you were saying that Izzy it just made me think you know a, a lovely story involving you Tony as well and Izzy me and you were constantly be texting messaging about the men's results because obviously we know it was tough towards the end of last season get in and all this and I just think I'm texting the Everton captain about the Everton and I'm like that's amazing and Tony after I can't remember what game it was now I think it might have been Brighton away Everton had Leicester crunch game away you know really needing the three points and Tony was sat on the coach and we had all the supporters outside and Tony was watching the Everton game on, on, on the coach and all of a sudden Tony's banging Everton have scored Everton have scored and actually ran down to show the fans on her phone the, the goals and to me that was what it was all about we're together we're in this together I think a part of that though is also going forward like clubs FA everyone in general coming together and not putting the games at the same time and stuff fans shouldn't have to pick between you know, whether I go to a friendly, the women's game, or Aston Villa, or Aston Villa away, and it, it shouldn't be like that. So it, that needs to be looked at on a whole. Like, 100%. if we want fans to come to the games, it has to be accessible. It has to be, they shouldn't be picking between teams, men's and women. So that's you. a big thing. I suppose a bit of a nice thing after the, the Brighton game, going up the service station, uh, oh, yeah. we, we bumped into <laughs> some, some fans away from Leicester. Uh, I suppose they gave us a, a nice welcome. <laughs> I love that though. That's Everton for you though, isn't it? Yeah. So we were pulling in for those listening. We were pulling into the service station. Yep. You could see obviously the Ellison's coaches, which everyone knows we travel on. You can't see inside, so they're all gathering. Here they are, super, <laughs> super Frank, and we're going. Oh, what are we gonna do here? Aaron, our GM, actually goes send Sarah out, send Sarah out. So I've gone oh, out. Just it was most of my mates there. Just embraced it. Gone. Come on. Yeah. And then you know you girls coming out and it was just great and to me that's it. we are a special fan base like we're absolutely off our heads we bleed this football club speak for yourself yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I am the ultimate so that but that was nice as well wasn't it because I think again those are hardcore home and away blues mm-hmm. and now some of them because I did know quite a few of them they're like bell to them girls you know definitely <laughs> going to come down to Walton Hall Park and that's what I love to see the togetherness and I think Frank Lampard and of course Brian are, are really sort of honing that in and, and the importance of togetherness team spirit nil satis nisi optimum that's something that they're very you know precise about 
yeah, and you can see that Brian's not been in the job for too long yet. Um, but I think what he has done so far is it's been it's been fantastic. You know, bringing the team together, really focusing on team culture and making sure everyone's pulling in the right direction. And that's you know, once you get that sorted um, and that's strong, then I think the sky's the limit really. So they've both both of the managers. I think they've been fantastic um, so far. But we've still got a long way to go. Obviously, it's still in the doors with Brian. But what what impressed you both about him so far? You know, something that I've taken, you know, being down the training ground is you know the tactics board that it brings mm. out, and that you can you can visualise what you're working on each day. It's probably a little detail, but it goes a long way. Yeah, he's very detailed. He has a philosophy, and he knows what he wants. So, I mean, obviously, it's difficult in pre-season when you learn a new strategy, and you've got players coming back late from the Euros, and you've got some youngsters involved. But you know, him and Stephen as well, the assistant, they, you know, they've been great at really drilling into us what they want, showing us pictures, creating images and, you know, there's a feeling that we can get somewhere, you know, with them, like, it's clear, isn't yeah. it? It's like, yeah. sometimes it can be a bit grey, but this is black and white, this is what I want, this is how it's done and it's a philosophy and that's what we need. Mm-hmm. I think at any football club you want consistency and I think this football club struggle with that on the men's and women's side of late. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as players, as fans, you want some consistency and with Frank and with Brian, we feel like that's going that way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's been it's been great so far. The yeah. environment feels different being around the place, even in training, it's different. The drills are different. Um, but yeah, Brian eats, sleeps, drinks football and you know, that's the type of people we want to this club. So, so far, so good. As Izzy said, we're not going to get ahead of ourselves. We know there's a process and we've made more new signings again this year that need to be integrated. And we've also lost a couple of key players. So it's going to be difficult. It's not going to be easy. You'll get lumps and bumps along the way, but we just want consistency, some consistency in some form. And I feel like with these two head coaches, we've got that at the minute. Absolutely. Yeah. Just on the, the new signings themselves, who, who have you taken to the most <laughs> so far? Um, obviously, we caught her the end of the session the other day, yeah. uh, giving Jess a lift. Uh, <laughs> she needed it. Well, she's come from City, you know, it's big, big clubs. You know? <laughs> <laughs> used to being uh, looked after well. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, what happens around City? You've both been there. Did you used to get carried off the pitch? Um, no, Jess, Jess has been brilliant. Um, she's obviously um, she's a bright young player, and um be good for her to, to step away from the environment she's been in um, you know into our environment where she's going to have to figure things out a bit more for herself um, I think as a young player that's a, that's a really good experience not just to develop as a player but also as a person um, I've been really impressed with Katia um, Dutch striker um, she's she's looking sharp I'm telling you she's looking really sharp um, did a finishing draw with her in training on Wednesday and she didn't miss the target once yeah um, I was, I was I down was for like, that session that's what I need. yeah that's yeah I've been really <laughs> impressed with her and and you know like every everyone all of them all of them have done really well um, there's a few uh, Katrine Bayer obviously the Danish international she's come in she's got real authority you know and um yeah, she's she's an experienced international as well, which I think is brilliant for us to to come along, step alongside me and Tony, who are the older members of the squad, um, to to know to support that and you know offer advice to the younger players. Because um, I think in in the past we perhaps had a little bit of a disparity with experience and, and youth, mm-hmm. and uh, now it's nice to blend that together um, and get the best out of each other. Um, but yeah, I think all of them, honestly, all of them have been have been super, and they seem to be really good girls as well, don't mm-hmm. they? So they fit them really well, haven't they? So yeah. Yeah. So far, so good. I suppose as well, you touched on there, you know, two more experienced players in the group, you know, both leaders in, in different areas of the park. You know, the players that we brought in are leaders as well. I think you touched on there about um Kat. You know, how important is that as well, just not for obviously the quality, but having, you know, leaders that can, you know, help galvanise a group. 
Yeah, I think that's what makes the environment. That's what makes the team spirit. You know, the manager can, can create a philosophy on the field, but how's the dressing room? How's the environment? How are you socialising? How are you getting on, interacting? And sometimes that can play the biggest part. You know, that can be the driving force. And I'm sure the lads' team spirit last year was up and down, but you're seeing towards the end of the season they were all together. And you need that. You know, you're gonna. It's gonna be a tough season, both men and women. And we need characters, we need experience, we need youth who just come in and don't even really know what day it is and aren't, you know, aren't too worried about the game or the results and then you need the experience to have been a bit more knowledgeable and a bit more, you know. But yeah, I mean, I think we've got a good blend this year and yeah. It does feel, you know, uh, coming into Finch Farm a few times recently, there does feel to be a really sort of positive atmosphere. Mm -hmm. um, I was just commenting on that with, with Lucy Graham before in the car park saying, it's tangible you can feel a kind of something bubbling under um and maybe people might i don't know underestimate us a little bit i don't know i, th I think obviously last season was 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 tough and there's been a lot of change um and i think i i just get the feeling that something something quite special could be brewing here on the back of everything <laughs> you know and Walton Hall Park and just so keen to get the fans in there that I can't wait I want the season to kick off now like I want I want to be at Walton Hall Park filled to the rafters and and show people what we can do well that's it and like you know like fundamentally we can speak about fans legacy and you know what's next for women's football but I, I said this on Five Live a couple of weeks ago after the um, the day after the Lionesses win I said that you know like focus needs to turn to the WSL but it also needs to turn to us as players to perform mm -hmm. because if we perform well as individuals and as a team you know we become then an attractive team to watch mm -hmm. and then you know more fans are going to come and want to watch us so I think that we can speak about wanting more fans in but actually like we've we've got to get our stuff right and mm -hmm. our stuff is on the training pitch you know mm -hmm. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday you know Saturday match to minus one play on a Sunday and we need to we just need to keep our heads uh, down keep sort of laying low and trust that like Tony was alluding to the philosophy that Brian and Stephen have brought into this club that you know trust in the process and there seems to be a lot of buying a lot of trust in it so far and I can see that there's there's space to develop as well so from that perspective yeah something could be bubbling but you know it's up to us to control the bubbles and to just keep it you know keep it simple like Tony said get the culture right and um, yeah there's absolutely no reason why we can't be successful and what that looks like to us we'll, we'll know what it looks like mm -hmm. won't we I think we learned big lessons from last year yeah. didn't we I think that was a big learning curve for everyone like we did think that we were going to get Champions League and obviously we didn't expect what was going to happen in the first six weeks sometimes things are out of your control as well as players it was a difficult difficult year and mm. um, we made some top top signings some of them have left again so it's just like so yeah, to this year we just need to focus on doing our job, you know, we don't want to talk too much, we don't get the environment right, focus on doing your job and hopefully the results will happen. Absolutely. Just I suppose on the new season itself, new seasons, new kits, you've both been involved, <laughs> uh, some of the kit shoots, uh, any personal favourites at the, the three? It was the last kit, I actually really liked the third mm -hmm. kit. Personally because I grew up by the Rupert's Tower, yeah. so that's home to me, I literally lived a minute away. So that is my home. So <laughs> I think it's a bit edgy, it's a bit cool, it's a bit different. Um, so yeah, I like the third kit. I like the third the kit. The third kit shoot was pretty fun. Yeah. Stepped into zones I've not been in before. Bucket like, hats. I had a bucket hat on, I've never worn one. I don't wear hats, so they look <laughs> awful on me. No. But I had a bucket no, hat you on and cool. I was like, actually looked okay. You were feeling and yourself for a bit. Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I'm, I'm, I'm normally, like we got a message um, from, from Joanne Gaskell, who does a lot of media and comms and stuff 
about photos and I was the one asking her yesterday we got any more <laughs> <laughs> I would have posted one of these yeah. yeah post all the time but I want one that was the cool shoot uh, yeah, it was yeah, I was going to say they were like Tony the club photographer I reckon he went let's have a bit of fun with this one yeah. let's get the sunnies out let's get the buckets out and I thought oh hello I like this I, I, released, yeah. I thought the release was super yesterday because yeah. it's bright sunny day bucket hats needed yeah. you know and thought we're just blending into what to what's happening in society at the they moment. knew I was straight yeah, down the absolutely. mega store straight <laughs> down everyone I must confess if you go on my Instagram and see me on holiday I've got the same bucket hat on I actually took it from the shoots I didn't steal it they said I could you'll give it so yeah so the bucket I came on holiday with me as well I noticed that Surely perks of the job, no? Yeah. I wore one to the Wembley final as well, so maybe there's something about these bucket hats, yeah, I don't know. Get them, get them to Walton Hall Park next season. Yeah. The lucky bucket hats. I suppose it's just something fans want to see, just a bit more personality. Yeah. Like, something different and a bit more eye-catching. I think that's the way football's going down, I think. And it's great to see, like, you look at, I don't even, Jack Grealish just bought, got a deal with Gucci, was it? I yeah, think I think he's a fast ambassador for Yeah, yeah, football. but it's players showing the personalities if you're into fashion, if you're into, I don't know, like your dogs or what, like anything that you're into, like, <laughs> no, but it's showing your personality. <laughs> I think in the past people have just gone football out or you're in loads of money, but no one really knows the story behind the person or what yeah. they're into or I think social media creates that environment. You can become a dog influencer, is it? <laughs> I could be, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could be. Let's go down that route. <laughs> so move over to some lighthearted features now. Yeah. So we'll start with you then, Tony. Who's your biggest inspiration? Oh. I'd probably say my mum. That's nice. Yeah. Not yeah. really someone in sport, but yeah. Yeah, but your mum's your mum, isn't she? That's yeah. that. Um, first Everton game. That's a bit difficult, isn't it? She's no, had- I want to say it was the derby. Yeah. Um, and I sat in the family enclosure and they were really friendly to me because... I did sit there in my Liverpool kit. I was a young little girl, I was about seven. So, <laughs> apologies again. Do you know what? I do love this club and I do support Everton. What's the favourite stadium you have visited? These are setting us up here for <laughs> Um, Visited? Oh. Um, Must be some decent ones from the time in Spain. Yeah, actually, I'm going to say the ones in Metropolitan only because I have good memories there. I love um, that. And then he ended up playing for Let's Go Madrid, so when I went to the games, they were great to watch, but I also played there for Barcelona against the Let's Go. <laughs> so, and it was sold out, it was one of the biggest crowds. So, yeah, I have good memories and it's a nice stadium, to be honest. Love that. Yeah. Uh, what's the best Everton game you have been to? Ooh. Were you at Palace? Were you at the Palace game? The last game of the season, no. <gasps> we were on our holidays then. <gasps> yeah. Um, no, should have been. Everton uh, game I've been to. I was actually at the Wembley game when they beat Man United on penalties. Oh, Tim Cahill and all them. I was at that yeah. game, so I'd say that. Yeah, that yeah. was, med- that was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah. Tim Howard so in goal. Follow them. Yeah. <laughs> See, exactly. Uh, no, I was at that game. <laughs> we were both yeah. there that day. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> What's your favourite film? Man on Fire. Oh, why is a good I choice like to be Favourite meal? I love an Indian, but not on days like today. It's absolutely <laughs> But I do love an Indian. Chicken and salad today, and it? It's yeah. one of them. Yeah. Salad. Yeah. Absolutely. Too hard to make it. <laughs> yeah. So Favourite football shirt? And I guess that can be of any that you've worn or... Nobody used to just love not, because no, it was not just... Not on the home end of the, <laughs> yeah. the family enclosure. No, this one was different. Do you ever remember the reversible England strip? Oh! <laughs> White with the red hair! Yeah, and the red was the other yeah. way around. Yeah. 
Just because it was different, it was reversible. And yeah. I guess when I was a kid, my mum was buzzing because she was like, where's the next, the other way around tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've, I've never heard of this. I've been, yeah. Oh, oh, it was a reversible kit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it wasn't the prettiest look on, but it was just different, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. I remember that as well. But when I was a kid, I, I used to love all the I had Portugal kits, national team, I had Celtic kits, yeah, I had my mum just, lo- and she used to put the ribbons in my hair just oh. to match. And, I really love football kids. Footy, innit? Yeah. Footy, I'm like that. If I, if ever I go on holiday, I like to buy a football shirt of like the club that, yeah, you know. Yeah, the, the, close, yeah. yeah I just love it. <laughs> football mad, aren't we? Um, what hobby do you like to do in your spare time? I like going shopping, I like going to concerts. Um, yeah, and just being with friends, family. She's a socialite, is Artony, yeah. yeah. and she, she loves it. Um, best piece of advice that you've ever been given? You know, you get asked this question all the time, and you know, I, I say something different every single time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see what roulette, we'll see what you've got um, for us today. Best piece of advice you've so, given recently, then? Yeah, you know, you get so much advice along the way, you do, and some sticks with you, but then. Um, never get too high on the highs and too low on the lows, probably. It's good for yeah. football because literally, yeah. you're only as good as your last game, and bad good moments, bad injuries, mm-hmm. wins, losses. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess that. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. And now, Izzy, your turn. Okay. Favourite footballer? Frank. Super Frank! And we know uh, this. We've had long discussions about this. No, honestly, we... It's not even fabricated at all. And, like, he was my head up growing up. Yeah. We spoke about this when we did yeah. the Everton Twitter spaces, and I was buzzing because we were just, like, pure wax lyrical about Frank Lampard. <laughs> and now he's here, and he's... Oh, he's a guy. Brilliant. He's an unbelievable <laughs> player, and, yeah, he's a top manager as well. Have you, have you told him that he's your idol? No, I don't want to come across like a fan. I'm, you know, like, I'm in the women's team and what you know, like when I, I respect him. respect yeah. him massively, but you know, like, I'm over there. You don't tell your idol, yeah. you're that yeah. idol. You just what pretend, I'm amazed. Yeah, you're right. Have you got a photo of him yet? Yeah, we got one. Tony forced yeah. it last week. Yeah. Forced <laughs> Well, no, we were hanging around Goodison on, on, after. We, went, we actually got the pleasure of watching the men train before their first game because we had to do a shoot with Jordan Pickford and Dwight McNeil and... Now Frank was there hanging about, we just got a picture with him after and mm. we said good luck for the game and all that. He's, yeah, he's a top guy. Top, top Absolutely guy. <laughs> yeah. love that, you know. It's class. He is because we've grown up watching Frank, haven't yeah. we, as well? Like as one of the best midfielders ever. And mm. it like it's just great to see that he's, you know, bringing that through to his management, what he's done, uniting everyone. Absolutely mm. class. Um again, biggest inspiration. My auntie. That's cute. I love this family like run. <laughs> I love that absolutely. First Everton game. That was uh, Newcastle at home. Um, not a good result, but which one was that? Uh, it was uh, two. Was it the two all? It was in January two thousand and twenty. Oh, it was the uh, it two. Was around all. that, I th- we I think we either equalised or lost in the last minute. We were winning two nil. I remember yeah. this. That else. We were winning two nil in injury time. And it finished yeah, two up. That's oh, right, wow. because mm. I'd actually left the stadium. Mm. Got this in the bag, and I wanted to get back to Manchester quickly. I think miss, miss all the traffic, slipped. and then it slipped, and I could hear and oh, the, cut the radio on the car, and I was like, "Ouch!" It wasn't fun. Yeah. I was already thinking about getting me sweet and sour chicken from the hot walk, salt pepper <laughs> chicken chip, and I was like, and then poof, I didn't even want to eat after that one. Welcome to life as an Everton. Yeah, welcome, welcome to the place. That was a good welcome, wasn't it? Um, what's the favourite what's your favourite stadium you visited Um, again had the privilege of playing in many good stadiums I really enjoyed Old Trafford last season that was class Um, wasn't it yeah that was class grew up supporting United so it was a 
Of Big revelations on this podcast. I know, eh? Yeah. We're trying to get people to come to Walton Hall Park. No, one I remember fondly was back years and years ago. It was in New Zealand. It was called the Cape Tin in Wellington. Okay. Played in the Under Seventeen World Cup, and we'd had our opening match against Brazil in that stadium, and we beat Brazil three 0 This is back in like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. I can't remember. I'll have to check. But um, that stadium was mega, and that was the first time we played in a massive stadium as you know as a teenager. So that really stuck with me. I love that Cape yeah. Tin. I'm going to Google the Cape Tin. It might be called something different now. I don't know. But we'll find it. Yeah, we'll find out. I'm going to Google that after yeah. we've done this. Um, again, favorite. Oh, hang on. Best Everton game you've been to. Do you know what? I've actually not been to Goodison that many times, which, regretfully, but this is really <laughs> um, I, I, I didn't go to Goodison, but for that Crystal Palace game you spoke about, I was on yeah. holiday. Um, I was in Australia and I got up early hours to watch it and I was <laughs> screaming. And, it was insane. Yeah, that was... Uh, I, I wasn't in the stadium, but, you know, it actually felt like I was there. Yes! With the atmosphere and, I was, you know, I was on the edge of the seat and it was, uh, it was epic, but... Again. Yeah, that's my that's my plan to get to Goodison more. Um, She's gonna sit know. with me. Sit with me. We'll have an absolute ball. I'd love to. Yeah. Honestly, Don't you have to do the pre-show. <laughs> 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 or you'll have to try and keep me up on my best behaviour. Sitting pit you side. Salt and pepper chips for lot. Honestly, girl, I've saw you. Don't even worry about it. So get on Everton Live for a for a free scram. We'll have that. <laughs> that's how I get Tony. <laughs> um, what is your favourite meal? Um, I, I do like an Indian as well. I like going out for curry. Um, uh, I, I do like a lot of food. I do. I do like a lot of food. Anything my mum cooks. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Whatever my mum cooks. Dinner. My mum's a good cook, mm, yeah. So yeah. if I ever get to see her, like, her home cooked meals are banging. Favourite <laughs> film? Uh, either Notting Hill love or that. Bridget Jones. Anything Bridget Jones. Yeah, yeah. love that. Rom coms. Mm-hmm. Um, what hobby do you like to do in your spare time? Um, I watch a lot of football. Yes. And doing this sort of punditry stuff I've been doing, like, I find myself doing a lot of analysis of players and teams um, for good. radio appearances that I'm doing. Um, so that's become a recent you know, hobby of mine. Like seeing my family, seeing friends, going out for a coffee—you know, just simple things. You're very good at the punditry as well. I've got to say, <laughs> I, I saw the, I, honestly, absolutely fantastic. And I'd see you. I kept trying to get Izzy's attention during the Euros. I'd see her on the little balcony. I'm Izzy. Is yeah, I was. Come inside, Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> but no, brilliant, and no doubt you'll have a, a really good career in media. Just on the last thing, is that something? you want to pursue beyond your playing career or is that like an avenue into you know managerial potentially um undecided and i'm not gonna i don't think i'm ready to commit either way yet Mm. but um i enjoy doing it um just you know very focused on my work here with everton with my contract so Mm. um anything that kind of like overrides my focus here isn't really good for me at the moment so i'm really happy where i am right now playing and um, but yeah, I mean, the f- there's jobs available in the future, like in the media, for any female retiring from the game. You know, it's a really good avenue for people to take, and you know, the game needs people to be analysing it at a high level as well. So, yeah. <laughs> I do think it's it's an avenue not just for me, but for many. Um, but yeah, manager, it's also I, I am interested in, in that as well. But again, we'll see. Yeah. Oh, favourite football shirt. I missed one. Uh, there. Sorry. So, <laughs> so, given the Frank Lampard 
admiration uh, as a young kid growing up. I had a Chelsea shirt um, when it was the era where Graham Lasso um, and people like him, John Terry, you know, were, were at Chelsea. Zola. Zola wore oh, the shirt. And it, was the shirt it was a shirt that had auto glass on it. Yes, I remember. And the Chelsea yep. badge was different to what it is CFC, CFC. Little lion. And I wore it that much that the CFC started to peel off. <laughs> and I wouldn't let my mum wash it because I was afraid that it was going to peel off. And put it <laughs> off. So I just used to wear it dirty. <laughs> Best uh, advice that you've been given. Never lived the same year twice. Oh, that's profound as well, both of them. Yeah, I really Straight like them. With that. Yeah, I'd, well, I've had to think about it. They caught you out then. I suppose just to, to wrap off, you know, we've got season coming up in a few weeks. What are you most looking forward to for the upcoming campaign? Winning. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Getting back out there. Yeah. You know, and enjoying the ride this season. It's going to be good. Mm-hmm. I suppose like as well, that. just like for Walthall Park because it's a purpose-built stadium that's exclusively for us, that's an opportunity to make that a fortress as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just... I want it to be horrible, like mm-hmm. horrible, you yeah. know, in the nicest possible way. I want teams to come and go, oh, we're playing Everton and their fans are nuts and they make it really horrible. They're on top of the pitch. They're booing when we've got the ball. Mm. That's what I love. Yeah, yeah. I love women's football being nice, but also I think it could do with a little bit of a... Mm-hmm. Bit of a... Ferocity. Yes. Well, you're in the crowd, so you can Listen, yeah, I was going to say, when they're saying nasty fans, I think they're probably just saying directly to happen. <laughs> just sing all your mates on the floor. Listen, yeah. we've got the brick lot, we've got the brick lot, we've got the Winslow lot, we're sorted, <laughs> don't you worry about that. It has been laughs, there's been a lack of water, we're all dehydrated, but it's been a great laugh. Um, really enjoyed that, so thank you for listening, and hopefully we'll see you all again soon on Airburn Podcast.